Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Are you ready? Well, we got a lot of information to pass out today. I want you to get ready. If you don't have sermon notes, wave at me. Is this something to write, write down on? There's a pen in the seat in front of you. You need a sermon note. Just take some notes real quick. Uh, and at the end of service, ushers. Wave at me, ushers. Where are my ushers at? Ushers, I have a prayer booklet to pass out to everybody in the church. Uh, there, it's on the back table back there in that basket. I'll, I'll let y'all go to do that before we do the offering. But uh, we're, gonna, we're starting 21 days and, uh, of prayer and seven days of fasting, calling it 21-7. You've heard 24-7, but this is 21-7, 21 days of prayer. You, can you pray for, for 21 days? Yes. Can you fast for seven Oh, don't touch my food, Pastor. You know, t- the true term for food or fasting in the Bible is food. See how that just hit? Boom, like a, you know, a uh, 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 titanium ball or a uh, metal ball or a, uh, it doesn't bounce. It just went boom. And, you know, when you start talking about people's food and talking about their life and my goodness, but no, let's look at it at a different angle. It's not what you get to eat. It's what you get to receive from God. You know, so really, you know, let's just dive into this. There's some things that God wants to do for us in 2019. And, and uh, uh, you know, I gave Tim a scripture, and I want to read that. And, and, uh, but before I do, I want to bounce through. See, I, January is set up by December. You know, we think it's the end. Well, actually, December's. We're laying foundation for 2019, and we did that with love, joy, peace. You know, we, we did it, and if I just want to go over some of the things that we talked about. Peace is mentioned 397 times in the Bible, and peace is not, as, not the absence of something, but it's the presence of someone. Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. No fear or anxiety. When you're in fear and anxiety, you're in the flesh. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about being in the flesh yesterday. And, but, but fear and anxiety will hit you. But Jesus is the presence of peace. He is peace. We talked about joy. The Word of God brings joy. If you fix your eyes on Jesus, you're going to have joy. When you're looking at Jesus, you got joy. But when you start looking at everything else going on around in the world, like when's it going to happen to me? There comes fear and anxiety again. Keep your focus on Jesus. Amen? And then we talked about love. God is love, period. Period. God is love, and he's just, and he's kind, and he's good. If he says, be ye kind to one another, he's going to be kind to you. If he says, love one another, he's loving you. Come on, he's not going to ask you to do something that he wouldn't do. Not like us parents. Y'all don't do that. Man, you did that the whole time, you know. You know that's not right. You need to be an example to your children, right? Don't do what I said. I had a coach in high school who said, don't act like me. God put me here to be an example of how not to live as a Christian. I said, no, dude, you're supposed to be living as a Christian like everybody else. You're just in the flesh. And that cussing, carrying on, and throwing fits and stuff. That's all right. And hope. Tim preached on hope. Biblical hope is joyful anticipation of good, an excited condition about something before it happens. Are you excited about 2019? Well, you know what? On purpose, you can be excited about 2019. You can just go, you know, I don't feel it, but glory, I'm going to have it. Huh? Why not just do a little shout or jump? Because that's where we miss it. We waiting on God to do something. And God's already done it. God's given us Jesus, and Jesus did it. And so as we was worshiping, I was reminded of a scripture, and I turned to it, was trying to read it there, and it says, um, Jesus, or what God wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. This is Ephesians Uh, 1 and 20. So Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Are you with me? Seated. How many of y'all get to work sitting down? How many like me, you like to work standing up? 
But I mean, you, you, if you're driving a truck or you're working in an office sitting down, you're working. But how I many know oh, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and what? He's not, he's not working anymore. He's already done everything. He's talking to God about you. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion is where Jesus is at. And every name that is named has to bow the knee, not only in this world, but that which is to come. And verse 22, and he's put all things under his feet. Yay, God's got everything under his feet through Jesus. Yeah, but that's Jesus, brother. You don't know me. But listen, but he gave him to be head over all things to the church. You're in charge. Church is not a building. Church is people. And Jesus gave his people to be the head, which is his body, to be in charge, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. While you're in the earth, you've got a body. You're looking at my ugly mug, my face, my body. This is my body. This gives me authority in the earth. And Jesus gives me spiritual authority in the earth. I can bind, I can loose, or I can just let whatever be happens. And that's what we've been doing. It's time. There's too many times in the Bible where it says, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Obey me, and this will happen. It's reaping and sowing. What have you been sowing? You're reaping what you're going to sow. Have you been sowing anything? Start sowing. 21 days, we're going to sow. We're planting 21 days. We got scriptures to read every day. We got prayers to pray. We're going to pass it out. And this is why. Why 21 days? Because that's how long it takes to become a habit in your life. How many of you got up and went to Facebook before you went to the Word this morning? Okay. How many of you got up and went to Facebook? We do. Well, I wonder what everybody's doing. Yeah. Pastor's been on vacation. You know he had a good time. Well, he didn't put everything's on there. Neither does anybody else. They don't put on their kids throwing up and people being mean and, you know, somebody like to run you over and all this kind of stuff. They don't put that on there. They go, man, they had a wonderful vacation. We never have a wonderful vacation. That's all lies. The Word of God is the truth, and it will set your course for 2019. It will set your course for the rest of your life. And so that's why we're talking about prayer. And, and uh, you know, listen, maturity is making the right decisions. I could have went on vacation. Did anybody know, you know, my, my family? I could have got drunk every night. Maturity makes the right choices. You know, that's where you're at in your life. It's time to start making right choices, mature choices, godly choices, letting God be number one. But listen, in the Amplified, Zechariah 9 11, the Lord kind of gave me this scripture for us, and I'm going to test you. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, my chosen people, the covenant that was sealed with blood, I'm reading it in the Amplified, I have freed your prisoners from the waterless pit. That's where there's no spirit of God at. Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity, O prisoners who have hope. We've got hope for 2019. Even today I'm declaring that I will restore double your former prosperity to you as firstborn among nations. Now, double prosperity. How I many can you think back that you missed maybe a, a deal that you were supposed to have had or maybe a house you were supposed to have bought and you didn't buy it and, man, it would have saved you money. It would have been this. You ever thought about, you know what, God wants to restore that? Huh? Somebody offered me a house at one time and I didn't buy it. And I'm like, man, that would have put me ahead. You know, I'm ahead, but I could have been way ahead. And just like, oh, I don't know, I, I, I can't do that. I, me, I don't see how we're going to be able to do that. We, we don't make that, you know, I don't know if we can. I, me, what about God? You're looking at your billfold and your wallet and looking in the mirror at you. Why don't you look at the Word and look at what God says? I got my life on track, and I'm like, okay, God can, get, God can do anything through me. What does it say? You got it on the bathroom wall. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you believe that? I can do all things through Christ, so you're going to let Christ strengthen you in 2019. That's what we're chasing. That's what we're chasing. We want the strength of God. So let's look. We're talking about 2019, a time for consecration. Consecration. Can't say it. Concentration, good, too. But consecration. 
What does it mean to be consecrated? Huh? The Bible says be set apart. Be ye holy as I am holy. But if you look at it, look up the word, uh, it's the act of consecration is dedicating yourself to the service and worship of God. The service and worship of God. Is that what your life's about? Or is it about making a dollar? Immersing yourself, abiding in, the word says. The word, prayer, fasting, obedience, and sacrifice of self. Hey, can we say this year we're going to lay aside our personal agenda? Amen. Well, you know, I, I, think, I, I, I think this would be better. I think, no, 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 what does God think? And then you know you can pursue it 100%. You can go at it 90 miles an hour and you will not run into the wall. You can run at it if it's what God wants, if it's his word. If it's his word, it's his will. But we have got to change our thinking. You know, repentance is changing your thinking, what you think mentally what you, and what you say. Man, you, go, you know, you get around people and it's just so negative and, you know. Yeah, we took off, but I don't know if this plane's going to land. I don't want to be on there with you. So let's look. If you're taking notes, you know, uh, personal agenda is going to slip up in this the whole time we minister today. But look at number one, and you don't have to write this down. Let's just get dedicated to the Word. Let's be dedicated to what God says. The promises, we sang the promises are yes and amen. Do you have a promise you're standing on right now? I got one yeah. Two yes. Wait a minute, let me think of it. You know, you ought to be meditating a promise. The Word of God, what it promises. Hmm? It's got it's to be more. The Word of God's got to be so important. In, in, in Proverbs, and I'm not reading it, but in first chapter of Proverbs, go read it. It talks about the Word being important. And you cannot be nonchalant about it. You cannot, you cannot, you, you got to immerse in the Word. Value and respect of God's word has to be number one. What does the word say? Uh, our sister and I was talking about a response that we wanted to have, and, and, and you know, one of them like, yeah, I can't believe that. And you want to respond, that's not right. And you got to check it up, but what does the word say? Back up, back up. Got to control your flesh. And that's what, that's what you know, being consecrated is, is you got to separate yourself. You got to, you got to get in the spirit. How, how do we get in the spirit? I mean, why have not we received? You need to ask yourself, what's the hindrance? It's not God. God can do anything, and he's already done it through Jesus, and Jesus, I just read, gave it to you. Have you chose to do it his way? Have you prayed about it? More than a McDonald's prayer. Uh, Lord, I want a Happy Meal and a Dr. Pepper. I pull around. Thank you, Jesus, for the Happy Meal and Dr. No, sometimes you're going to have to dig in. Sometimes you, because you, sometimes you got to fight the good fight. It's called a fight of faith. We're warring against evil. Ugh. Oh, you one of them, you know, there's a demon in here. No, there's a demon with every one of us. But there's angels. There's more angels than demons. But you know, those wrong thoughts come from the enemy. You know, where did that come Where did that thought come from? The enemy. He needs waiting on your response right here. How do you respond? What do you say? It's another sermon for a different time. Got to stay dedicated to the word. You got to use the word to fight the devil. Use the word. And so, so, so let's go. Let's look uh, at John 15, 1. They're going to put it on the screen for us. But in John 1, 1 said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And, became, and 14 said, Became flesh. Look, I'm the true vine, and my Father's the vine dresser. It's time to be immersed in Jesus. At, go on. Verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And boy, nobody wants to talk about the pruning. 
Oh, what does that mean? Is he going to make me sick? To clean? No, that's not God. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, if God's with Jesus and he's taking care of sickness, then God's not the author of sickness. If Jesus is calming the storm, God doesn't send storms because they'd be fighting. Well, he did that for an example. Baloney. There's always a curse in the earth, and Jesus came to redeem us. Galatians 3.13, redeem us from the curse of the law. There's your promise. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Every branch, and so let's look at verse 2, I mean verse 3. You are already clean because the word I have spoken to you, the word of God is what prunes you. If you're not in the word, you're not getting pruned. You're reaping what you're sowing if bad things are happening. You're bouncing like a pinball machine because of bad choices, and you're not seeking God in life. And you're bouncing here and there and there and here, and the Word of God will stabilize you and give you a focus for your life. And it will prune you. Quit saying that. Quit thinking that. Quit lusting after that. Don't need to do that. Well, they're doing it. Yeah, but that's them, not you. You do not need to do that. The Lord will tell you not to do. I can drink all I want. I don't drink because I have said myself not to do it. See, drinking don't send you to hell. Smoking don't send you to hell. It's bad habits. But there's hooks. You can get addicted to smoking in a week. You can become an alcoholic. First drink. Get high. Oh, I like this. This is my thing from now on. And you see people get high after one hit. There are hooks in things. Listen to grow your spirit. God will keep you. Look, let's read verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you abide in me. So this is the year that we're going to abide. Amen? Let's abide. Let's step into the Word of God who is Jesus. Let's live it. Let's breathe it. Let's be immersed in the Word. Amen? The world wants to kick your tail. Excuse my English, French, whatever. The world's after you. And if you're trying to be goody-goody or, or live for God, they're going to pull you down. So choose your friends wisely. So, so the Word says uh, in Deuteronomy 28, and, uh, you know, it's the blessing. Hearken unto me. Hearken diligently unto me. Hearken diligently unto me. Well, I'm going to read my scripture today. Jesus wept. That is a scripture. Uh, you go to youth camp, and that's, that's the first one that they, oh, I, got, I know one. Jesus wept. Hearken diligently. This is the year we hearken diligently. To the voice of the Lord thy, thy God. You know, he sets before us death and life. Choose life. But life is not what, the way of life may not be the way your flesh wants to go. So let's go to number two. Dedicated to prayer. We need to pray. And we just don't need to pray when bad things are happening. We need to be praying all the time. So we, we, go, we uh, fly back from Florida yesterday. And, man, we take off. Everything's good. And uh, uh, we're 120 miles from Roanoke. We'll be landing in 20 minutes. And then uh, there are 30-mile-an-hour uh, winds in Roanoke, but it's just another day in the cockpit yeah 30 mile an hour winds we started descending and we started going this way and we started going that way and we dropped to 50 feet and then we raise up and we go sideways and we're sitting in the back of the plane and kids start throwing up stuff starts falling off the shelves that ain't supposed to fall off the shelves micah three years old said my stomach hurts and it wants to come out of my mouth Brittany goes, hand me a bag, hand me a bag. I said, what's going on? I noticed the guy beside me had a little 7-Up uh, and something, Seagram 7 or something. He did this right here. He's taking a moment in prayer. <laughs> you know, bad things happen. It causes people to recognize, you know what? We could die today. You could die any day. But I know who I, in whom I belong to, and I know who I believe in. And I'm not worried about that. But I was calming the wind. You can believe that. I was speaking to the wind. I may have been the only one on the plane. 
But I'm speaking, and I'm, and I'm, I'm saying, Lord, nope, this ain't my day. Well, how can you say that? Because God's got plans for me. God's got plans for you. God's got plans for you. You know, every time I get on a plane, I thank you, Lord, you got plans for me, and this is not the end of it. But you'll speak to me if it is, and I'll get off. I, I'll get off. I'll, hey, I don't care if the ticket's $500. I'll get off the plane if the Lord tells me. Well, no, I don't spend the money. Well, go on. You gotta hear. You gotta be asking God. That's why when I go to the airport, I want peace. You know, I don't want to be digging out my luggages over stack and laying there in the middle of the floor trying to, you know, put luggage because this and that and the other. You see people do that. We laughing, and I said they ain't hearing God whether they need to get on the plane or not. Well, you you believe God will speak to you. God will tell you. He'll give you a peace about it or not. You can't walk into your, in these emotions and your mind. You got to get in the spirit. And here in the spirit, you got to train yourself. An athlete trains himself to run a race. Do you not think to run 27 miles uh, that your flesh doesn't talk to you? Oh, you can stop anytime. Now, half of us walking up the building there, walking up that hill, our flesh going, you should have drove, you should have drove, you should have drove, you should have drove. That's your flesh. Your flesh will speak to you. And your mind will speak to you. I don't know if Gary Slimp likes me. I hadn't seen him smile at me in three weeks. <laughs> That's your mind. But you ask Gary, he goes, I've been smiling for three weeks. <laughs> but that's how your mind works. You, you know, you don't, you don't know Gary, but, but hear me. Your mind will say, well, they must be mad at me. They didn't say anything. That's your mind. Did you do something to make them mad? Well, they go repent. But other than that, that's the enemy trying to tie your mind up where you cannot hear God. You know, our mind gets tied up with junk. Get a 14-year-old girl, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a boyfriend. Hey, will you just quit that? I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a boyfriend. Yeah, y'all, y'all ain't work with youth. I used to ride my head out the van because I all had Barbie perfume on, you know. 13 and 14, and I'm like, I got to breathe. My eyes are watering. I'm crying. And then, the, you know, and the boys have brute on, you know, some old aftershave and two gallons of it. Don't light a match, whatever you do. You kill us. Where are we at? We got to be dedicated to pray. So in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done to you. By this, the Father is glorified because you bear much fruit. When the word abides in you, that's what you pray. Because you can do the McDonald prayer, oh, Lord, help me, and he ain't never helped me. You're lost in your own hurt and not lost in the word. Because when a hurt comes, whoop, let me put this on it. There's the word says. I've been redeemed from that curse. It's got to go. So, Lord, I stand on your word that I've been redeemed from the curse. This is what I'm praying over this, and I thank you that it's mine. Oh, Lord, my children, they'll serve you all the days of their life. Father, I thank you. Generation after generation after generation belong to you and my family. Come on. All your grandkids. Yep, just put the word on it. Oh, Lord, they're doing stupid stuff. You got to stop them. He's not. He's not. You just made that up. But you put a promise on it. They're acting up. Oh, Lord, you got to do something. He's already sent Jesus. Somebody, you got to pray that God send harvesters, that the angels encamp about the heirs of salvation, and they are an heir of salvation. I'm trying to help you praying. This is how we're going to pray in 2019. You need to put the word on it. Well, I've asked God to help me. What scripture are you standing on? That's how you get God's attention. So, Revelation 3.19 says, As many as I have loved, I rebuke and discipline. We already said that. He does it with the word. Therefore, be zealous, eager, and repent. Change the way you think. Change the way you think about God. Change the way you think about Jesus. Behold, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens, I will come in and dine with them. And he with me, to him that overcomes, 
uh, I will grant to sit on my throne as I overcame and, and, and sat down with the Father. Listen to me what he's saying. Change the way you pray. Change the way you think. Change the way you act. Be zealous. Be eager. Be excited. Change. And behold, he stands at the door and he's waiting. He's always been waiting on you to come to him. Even as a baby, you took your breath. And he's watched over you, and he's been with you, and he's had angels around you, and he's waiting on you to call on him and ask him to come into your heart. And after he comes into your heart, he's asking you to study his word, to know what he would say, and say what he would say. Know what his words say, and to know what would, how would he act. If he said, uh, forgive 70 times 7, then he's going to forgive 70 times 7. But guess what? If you're living in sin, Christian, you're not, you don't have the peace, the joy, or the favor of God. You've not made it null and void in your life. God still loves you. Okay, look at your kids. They do things that please you, and they do things that make you mad. They upset you, and you tell them, don't do that. The Word tells us, don't do that. It upsets God. The Bible talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. Don't get lost. Listen, we don't want to grieve God in 2019. We want to press forward. We, you want to double? Do you really want to double? Then you're going to have to double your work. What? How about asking God to double your capacity? I've had jobs where I said, God, help me. Help me. Let me do this quicker. Let me do this faster. Let me do this quicker. Let me do more. Show me how to do more. Show me how to be successful. Praying. And, oh, we're going to get to fasting. Oh, Lord, fasting. Don't worry about it. It's all good because it's all God. So let's, let's look. God's waiting on us to ask him. And so let's go to number three. Why fast? Be consecrated, to be set apart. It's the fast. And we're going to get into it a little deeper and talk about some things. But uh, chill out. Say, I'm ready. So Hebrews eleven six that God's a rewarder. If you believe in God, you must believe that he's a rewarder. That's Hebrews eleven six. 6. Well, I, I, I like rewards. I don't know about you. You know, maybe you don't like rewards, but I like rewards. I, you know, how many like the paycheck at the end of the week? How many of you like the bonus at the end of the year? How many of you like a raise that you get? How many of you like where you made more money than you did on this job than that job? And like, wow, if you know, our business is booming. That's rewards. Sometimes it's just be a reward for showing up. On time. How can you expect rewards if you don't show up on time? Well, what's the difference with God? Listen, you don't work for the things of God, but there's an obedience to the things of God. Amen? People talk about, uh, about, you know, fasting and things. It's really, it's dying to your flesh. And it's hard to die to your flesh because your flesh has been in charge his whole life. You know, who teaches a two-year-old to throw a fit? That's flesh. Wallowing around on the floor. I told you a story about that one preacher. He said, you know, I was seven. I had to walk beside the basket. I had to hold the buggy. My mama's pushing my brother. My sister's in the basket. And we're pushing around. And we're not allowed to ask for anything, touch anything. And said, so we go down and look. Lo and behold, down aisle three, there's a boy throwing a hissy fit for candy. And mama went to whipping us. That you ever act like that in a store? He said, I got that boy's whipping. <laughs> Obedience. <laughs> Obedience. God doesn't whip us. God, but you know what? We reap what we sow. You make wrong choices, and it could kill you. You make wrong choices, even to do what somebody in charge of you says, like your boss. Got to be careful. I mean, how come the Holocaust happened and everybody in town knew what was going on? Nobody said nothing because they was afraid they was going to die too. Fear will control you. And so as we dig in, why fast? You got to remember, 
What does it take for you to get rewards? What does it take to get God's attention? You know, there are the, one, the three most highly developed men in the Bible, one of the three of them, uh, fasted 40 days, Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. 40-day fast. Yeah, I'm calling a 40-day fast. Everybody walk out. No. No. It takes God to help you fast 40 days. But people have done it. And, and, and you know what? You can do it by sheer willpower. But I want to look at, 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 at the 40-day fast of Jesus started his ministry. And that says something. Changed his life. Now, I'm not telling you. You got to be led by God. This, the whole boils down to you need to be led by God what you're going to fast. I want you to fast. I want you to seek God. Jesus took to the wilderness, fasted 40 days seeking God, talking with his Father. He did it as an example. And he laid everything out, and he walked out for 40 days. And, and um, man, look at how his ministry started. Why did he fast 40 days? Matthew 17, 19, 20, and 21. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? It was a spirit abound in this little boy. And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Be moved here and there, and it will be moved, and nothing will be impossible for you. Now wait, all it takes is faith as a mustard seed, and you can speak to a mountain. But what gets you in that, what gets you in that mode where you, you are believing is fasting and prayer. So look at 21. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. So Jesus casted it out because he'd been in prayer and he had fasted. He fasted more than the 40 days, but he was in contact Focused on the Father. Now, you know what? We live in an entertainment world in America. Everything's about entertainment. Football, basketball, baseball. Then your kids play football. I'm not talking about on TV, movies and all that. It's all right. But hear me. When are you going to focus on God? When are you going to set apart some time to grow you up? Do you know you don't automatically grow spiritually? I'd love to say you did, but you know what? You can, be, you can be 80 years old in here and a spiritual baby. You have to on purpose pursue God to grow spiritually. That's not in my notes. That's the Holy Ghost right there. You have to on purpose. You, now, now, now you, you know that you're going to grow. If you eat correctly, you're going to grow physically. But to grow spiritually, you have to partake of spiritual things, and you have to set aside time and chase after something. I have people tell me that, man, I have no problem. I have no problem with making money. God just blesses me and this, that, and the other. But i got all kinds of problems. I, 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 I'm sick all the time. Then you need to set aside some time and chase after that. You need to set aside some time to chase after health. You need to set aside some time. I ain't got time for that. There's too much going on. You need peace? Set aside some time and go after peace. Now, everybody, I, 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 I put fishing. I went fishing. And that's probably four times I went fishing this year, but I went fishing just two weeks ago. I set aside some time to go fishing. We set time to take off we set aside time to go shopping we set aside time to go watch our kids play ball we set aside time to watch the super bowl why don't we set some time aside for god let him convict you he convicts me of that spend some time with him what does that look like well just start with one scripture and just read it over and over and google was invented for you to Google what that scripture means. And does it line up with what Jesus said? And everything on Google is not truth. But the words are truth. So, let me just say some things. His faith, Jesus' faith was a product of prayer and fasting. It helped it. 
Mm -hmm. It defeats unbelief by that scripture. Prayer and fasting will defeat unbelief. (laughs) See, we don't deal with demons in America. We medicate them. Go to Africa, go to South America, go to Mexico, and you're going to have you're going to see some stuff. And you're going to see why they couldn't cast it out because they were like going, woo! They were doing that. Somebody come up foaming at the mouth and slithering on their belly like a snake. You, you, until you see demon acting, before they get to that point in America, oh, they need to be on some volume and maybe they need some of this. And maybe we need to put them in the house up on the top floor at the hospital where we put all the crazies are demon possessed. Okay. That's true. And you got to recognize sometimes it's demonic and it doesn't have to be evil, evil. The little girl following Paul and them said, listen, these men, these are men of God. But she, she had a spirit and she was trying to get recognition from the men of God. And Paul turned around and cast it out over. So, how about fasting? Helps you to get radical. Huh? Get on fire for God. Prayer and fasting. I want to get on fire for God. Well, you know, back when I was a kid, they called you Jesus freaks. You're just a Bible thumpers, Jesus freaks. And they think we're haters today, but we're not. Fasting cuts through the noise of the world and the noise of your flesh. I told you, your flesh talks to you. Listen, your mind and your body are your biggest enemies. Fasting will help settle everything down. I'm in the middle of a book about fasting. Every culture... Fast. Every culture, not just God's people. How about this? The Indians fasted. They took their kids when they went to puberty. They made them fast a week to control their sexual desires. A week. Their kids made them fast to get control of their flesh. Muslims fast. Now, you, all, you wonder why they would strap a bomb on themselves and go blow themselves up because, you know, they're going to get to go to heaven. What would make them so zealous to do that? They're fasting. But how about getting excited about the things of God? How about getting on fire for God? God doesn't call us to blow ourselves up. He said to lay your life down and let me live through you. Let my power flow through you. Let my life flow through you. You know, I, I, I want us to get to the place where we walk in the room and the presence of God's there. Huh? It's called atmosphere. We got great atmosphere in the church. I want it to get even greater. But here's the goal for 2019. I want the atmosphere in your house to change. Well, you ain't doing all that yeah, yeah, and all that. And you're not, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to let any of my kids or my wife or my husband pull me into that. I'm, I'm changing. I want the atmosphere in my house. I want my house to be a house of peace. Just like the, the church or the synagogue that Jesus talked about. But this is your house right here. Know you not that you're the house of God. And this is where you want God to live big. And you want to change your house and where you live. And you don't want to change where you work. So number four, fast for God and not self. Isaiah 58. I got a little time. Put it up there for us. Isaiah 58 and verse 3 says, why have we fasted? These people are talking to God, and they fasted the wrong way. You know, Jesus told, don't be like the Pharisees who, who, you know, put stuff on their face, let everybody know, I'm fasting, yeah. Look at me, I'm fasting, Tim. Look at me, I'm fasting. Oh, let me pray. The Pharisees would pray, oh, for God. You know, they would just yell out, like, oh, man, they must be spiritual. No, they're doing it for show. And so, so why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you have not taken take no notice? In fact, 
in the day of your fast you will find pleasure and exploit your labor. See, they're fasting to exploit themselves and even everything that's going around, and it's not changing them. See, this is not, fast is not, fast is to change you. You, you got to judge yourself. What, what, what's wrong? What's going on wrong? What is wrong with my life? Why is not happening? What's, what's, what's not happening? Why is good not happening? Why is it not knocking on my door? And look what they did. We fasted, they say, you're not seen. Look, indeed, you fast for strife and debate. You ever met anybody that, that read the Bible for strife and debate? All they want to do is debate. God's not into debating or strife. Strife lets in every evil work. That's religion. And to strike with fist, the fist of the wicked. You will not fast as you do this day to make your choice, your voice heard on high. Fasting's for you. Let's go to the next verse. Is it, uh, is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush or to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day uh, to the Lord? Look at verse 6. In this, not the fast, uh, is this not the fast I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness? To undo the heavy burdens. This is what God said. This is what I want you to do with your heart. Get your heart right and then fast. And look, it says, to loose the bond of weakness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Verse 7, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? And when you see the naked, you cover him and do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Recognize where your flesh is, 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 is eating you up. Then your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. And the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Isn't that good? Then you shall call and the Lord will answer and you shall cry and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst. Uh, the pointing of the finger and the speaking of wickedness. It's talking about gossiping backbiting. Look at verse 10. If you extend your soul to the hungry, satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will, shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. Verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones, and shall be like a, you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And last verse we'll read here is, uh, those from among you shall Build, oh, those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called a repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. Come on. And that's what we want to be at Legacy Church. But we all got to do it together. Now, now so, so let's, we talk about how not to fast. Let's talk about uh, being dedicated to fast. That's number five. And let's, you know, I know it's, I'm trying to, it's a lot of information, but stay with me. Tap somebody said, you ain't listening. <laughs> let's talk about Daniel. You ever heard of the Daniel fast? Wave at me. Well, let's read about it real quick. Daniel 1, verse 8. Daniel's brought in out of captivity from Israel. He's brought into a, another land, and these guys were sharp. They chose the best people, the smartest people, and they chose Daniel. And Daniel, but Daniel, and they, they you got to eat, get to eat king's food. We was in the airport, and they had a Cinnabon. Oh, you, you know, and they blow, you know, I bet they got a fan where they blow it out there in the hour. That's the king's food, folks. It's good, but it ain't healthy. See? And Daniel decided, I'm not eating that stuff. Daniel purposed in his heart. What will you purpose in your heart? Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. Pedophores and ice cream and, you know, no. Nor with the wine which he drank, therefore he requested the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Look at the next verse. 
Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chiefs of the eunuchs. What are you setting your heart to do? What are you going to dedicate yourself to? You want some favor? What are you going to purpose? You're going to purpose not to defile yourself? I'm not going to pick it. You pick it. What do you purpose in your heart not that's been defiling you that you're not going to partake of anymore? Is that TV show? I know fasting in the Bible talks about food, but listen to me. It's time to fast some certain things that it may not be food. Pornography, whatever. God say it. You know, we in church. Naked in church first, you know, in the Garden of Eden. Come on, get a grip. Listen, what are you going to, what's defiling you that you're going to set aside for God and ask God to help you grow up to overcome it? Alcohol? So he purposed in his heart not to defile himself. And in verse 15, I want to read verse 15, 16, 17 real quick. Look what it changed him. And at the end of 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portions of the king's delicacy. Well, you can't fast. You'll lose all this. You'll lose all that. Man, God will help you. Go to the doctor and ask him. You'll end up being healthier. Thus the steward took away the, their portion of food that they wanted and, and gave them vegetables. They became veterinarians, ve- I mean vegetarians. <laughs> they ate vegetables. Okay? It was his habit to fast. Well, let me read verse 17 before we bounce that. Verse 17, and these four men, he had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they gave them knowledge and skill. God gave them knowledge and skill and all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in visions and dreams. You want to interpret visions and dreams? Maybe that may be a gift God puts on you because you fast. You want more understanding, more wisdom? <laughs> hey, anybody ever ate something that gave them a bad dream? Don't lie to me. Yeah. You don't think food affects you? I, I, if I had some sugar, I'd bring my four-year-old grandson in here, and you'd watch him change before your very eyes. He'd be all timid and shy, and I'd give him a shot of Coke about this much, and he would take off running just right here in a circle. And he'd be yelling, don't run, don't run, don't run. But he can't control himself. It changes him. Because I'm like, the other day I was like, I said, I didn't give him any chocolate or candy or what's, what's wrong with him? Took him home, come back. I found wrappers where he'd snuck some candy. It got in the lolly's batch. And, and he was, I said, you eat candy at my house? Yes, I did. He ain't going to lie, but he did sneak it. <laughs> Let's look at Daniel 9, 3 real quick. And Daniel, this is the time Daniel, he set, I set my face towards the Lord God and made uh, to make requests for prayer, supplication, and fasting with sackcloth and ashes. What does sackcloth and ashes got to do with thing? He's humbling himself. He's humbling himself. He's just, God, he's saying, God, I'm being real. I, I, I'm getting down here. I'm being real with this. I'm, I'm going to fast. I need some answers. I'm going to cry out to you. I, I'm going to cry out because, you know, God showed him things to come. And he starts interceding to believe God to change it. And so he took to prayer and fasting. But let's go to the 21-day fast that everybody talks about, and, and nothing, nothing wrong with that, let's, in, in Daniel 10 and 2. 21 days. See, Daniel lived a fasted life, okay? He lived a fasted life. And in this 21-day fast, he had an experience with God. That's our goal. That's our goal, to have a, a, a deeper experience with God, a greater experience with God. There's always a next level with God. Ooh, ooh. And then what happens, we get up here and look around and, and camp out. But there's another level with God. We keep pushing forward. So in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. He knew God wanted to tell him something, and he didn't know what. You ever been there? Mm. 
Let me put it in and put it where you understand it. You ever put something somewhere and you can't remember where you put it? And you're going, ah, where is that at? Well, that's the way he felt in the spirit. Let me, let me, I need to hear God. And so, so look at verse three. And, and he said, I ate no pleasant food or no good food or, or, or no favorable food. Uh, uh, no meat or wine came to my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now, everybody calls this the Daniel fast, but the first one we read where he just became and he ate vegetables. It doesn't say he ate vegetables here. He could have went cold turkey with just water for 21 days here. But you know what? We're not talking. I'm not cutting, cutting hairs here. I'm just telling you, we need to seek God. And look what he did when he sought God. Let, let, let's, let's bounce to verse 10. So he's been 21 days. On the 21st day, he's down on his knees, and he said, Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had God touch me where I trembled. And that's awesome. And that's something you need to seek and experience with God in these 21 days to get closer to Him. The, you know, and, 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 and you know what? It's, you, when God gets on people, it can get funny. People shaking and carrying on. And you know what? You know what? And people say, ooh, I don't want none of that. That's exactly what you need. It's exactly what you need, what you're afraid of, because there's no fear in God. What it is is your flesh is going, that ain't right, that ain't right, because your flesh is losing control. See, if you get filled up with God, your flesh won't have control anymore, and it hangs on and fights to the end. Your flesh, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Do you know that the Bible says that your belly can become your God? I've seen it. You know, you know, if somebody's going into surgery and the doctor says, you know, you can't eat after midnight. Sometimes I went in there and they hadn't ate in 24 hours and, and they had surgery and they're out of surgery and they're sitting there. You walk in the room and they're, I'm like, you doing all right? They won't let me eat. Oh, I ain't had nothing to eat. And I'm like, oh, wow. Food's their God. Controlling them. Okay, look at verse 11. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved. Now, see great belo greatly beloved right there? You know where he said he ate no nice bread? That's the same translation, greatly beloved bread. He denied himself from greatly beloved stuff to become greatly beloved. That's pretty cool. Understand the words that I speak to you. Stand upright. For I have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me. I stood trembling because he's having a, 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 an experience with God. So, so he ate no desirable bread to become the most desirable to God. Listen to me. I've come in and my kids have cleaned the house with nobody asking them. That's what I said. Wow. What can I do for y'all? What can I do for you? See, when you please God, there's nothing he will withhold from you. That's the place we want to get is where we're pleasing God. We're, 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 we're dedicating, consecrating ourselves to God and please Him, not ourselves. It's easy. Oh, we go please ourselves. What? Well, it's crazy. What's well, please God? In Him's life, in Him's abundant life, in Him's the double, in Him's the more. But it's time to start pleasing Him. Amen? Let me read a few more things and then we'll... We're going to close this out. We're going to pass out some things. Let me say this. Daniel was favored. Man, he was in charge. He was second. In, he grew to be second in command. He had favor. Look at me. Look at me. God loves you. But just because he loves you doesn't mean his favor's on you. You want his favor, you got to do something. You got to go after it. Go after it. It's available. Everything in God's words belongs to you. You got to go after it. Well, if the Lord won't, I, you know how many times I read that the Lord wanted me to have it? He'd give it to me. He has already paid the price through the blood of Jesus for you to have it. You got to change your thinking. That's called, that's called repentance. 
changing. Well, I need to change them. I'm thinking. The way you think about God will hinder your faith, will hinder your prayers, will hinder everything. Well, God doesn't do that. won't do that for me. God is no respecter of persons. He does not love Tim more than me or me more than Tim. He loves Tim just as much as he loves me. But he loves me and him more than all y'all. No, just kidding. He loves us all the same. He says no respect of persons, but he does respect faith, and he does respect consecration, and he does respect you setting yourself apart, dying to your flesh. And we read in Isaiah 58, you can't be cussing somebody out. That's not dying to your flesh. You can't be giving your opinion to everybody. That's not dying to your flesh. You can't get mad and throw off the handle at your kids or your coworkers. That's not dying to your flesh. And it'll listen, fasting will help you stop those thoughts. What were that? Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You know? You can come to a place where you can tell the devil, you don't know me. You ever tell him you don't know me? You need to tell him. You think you know me, you don't know me. I did the puppets, children's church one time, I was doing Cookie Monster. And I couldn't see the curtains up there, and I'm going, hey, everybody, you know, and I tore up the memory verse, and you know, they kept you know, teaching me the memory verse. And so the lady doing, she go, say hi to Susie. I said, hey, Susie, how you doing? And I went around the room, and she's calling people's names. She said, say hi to John. I said, hey, John. He goes, shut up, you don't know me. The puppet's the devil talking to me. <laughs> but you need to tell the devil you don't know me. He may call your name, but he don't know you. He has no part in you. It's what Jesus said. He has no part in me. And the devil has no part in you. And you know, So you need to fast. All the things that he has a, a hook in you, they fall off. Amen? Listen, I, I'm going to give you two, two other things. Obedience and sacrifice gets God's attention. You know, you can have tenacity without fasting, but it helps. We'll give you two examples of being tenacious. Or let me, let me just put it in Virginia term, bulldog faith. Where you bite and don't let go. I mean, that's, that's some faith. You know, that's mine and I'm not letting go. Blind Bartimaeus. Jesus is passing by. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And what did everybody say? The devil, you can't have that. Shut up. He don't have nothing to do with you, you old stupid, poor, blind man. Oh, so he ducked his head and he walked away. No, he didn't. He goes, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Hey, when you going to call out and get God's attention? Instead of ducking your head, oh, think God wants to help. When are you going to get tenacious? Fasting help you get tenacious. Oh, the promises are yes and amen. It's what he's playing. So, when are you going to get, he was tenacious. How about, how about Jacob? The, the, the night his name or the morning his name got turned to Israel. An angel came and visited him. He said, no, I, you ain't leaving until you bless me, Jack. He goes, no, I got to go. He goes, no, you ain't leaving till you bless me. And he couldn't get him off of him. He's wrestling. He's like, get off of me. And he grabs him by the leg, and he kicks him off of him. And he takes the leave, and he grabs him by the other leg. And he kicks him off of him, and he grabs him by the hand. And he can't. the angel cannot get away from him. He's being tenacious. When are you going to get tenacious about the things of God? I'm not going to let this go, God. This is mine. I don't care what any. I don't care what the, the doctor say. You can't have it. Banker say, you can't have it. Boss said, you can't have that job. Then I'll get a better one if you don't watch it. It's called being tenacious. That was my confession. If I lose this job, I'll get a better one in Jesus' name. The other day, they said, oh, they're closing the plant. Hey, hey, what you going to do? I'm believe God. Tenacious. Hey, the angel of God hurt his hip. That every day, he would he walked with a limp every day. I got the blessing of God. Every day he walked, he limped. And he said, I got the blessing of God. Come on, God wants to bless you. But it just doesn't happen. There's things we have to pursue. 
go after them. We close with this. Fasting is going to make you hungry. But you know what? I'm hungry for God. I'm more hungry for God. Come on, let's get hungry for God. Let's bow our heads this morning. Father, we thank you that you just lay out our year for us. Father, we choose. As Amy said, this is our best year. This will be our best year in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that this is our best year. Lord God, that we set our course with our mouth, with your word, with the promises or yes and amen. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. The greater one lives on the inside of us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Lord, help us to get out of our flesh and out of our mind and pursue you for the greater things. Come on, if you don't know Jesus today, you need to get started with him. Jesus Christ died for you 2,000 years ago, and he's still real and he's still alive today. He died and rose again to conquer death, hell, and the grave, sin for you. If you don't know him, will you raise your hand and say, pray for me, pastor, I want to accept Jesus. Anybody here today? Anybody? I see your hands. Let's all pray together. Father, we come. Say, Father, I come to accept you as Savior and King. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I accept that today. Because I believe heaven's my home. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.